has there ever been a more fitting time for that song? Hello and welcome back to the Gooner <laughs> our open mic show following, wait for it, just wait for it, our 3-1 victory over Tottenham Hotspurs. Jared, smile on your face and right. What's your sort of initial reaction to that? Oh, it was beautiful today. And I think I'd mentioned to you in WhatsApp, I was actually watching the game at a buddy's house who is a diehard Tottenham Hotspur fan. So to not only watch the win, but to be able to sit there and just look at his face as it happened was absolutely glorious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, front row seat. You pay for tickets like that. <laughs> right. um, and at least he stayed for the entirety of the game, not like those other fucking idiots that uh, made the trip to the Emirates and then left after the first two goals hit the back of the net. But um, as I said, this is the um, our open mic podcast. Um, so if you basically want to want to join us head to www.openmic.com and we'll get you on the show and um, there's a little bit of uh, a backlog in our in our red room at the minute but we'll get through it nice and quick and get everybody on and you can let your feelings known um it's a good day it's a good day but look let's get stuck into it and we're gonna take in aston aston how's things buddy bruh you want energy you want me in a good mood you, you put in a performance like that okay mm-hmm. If there is an Arsenal fan that is negative right now, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. That was brilliant. I even, listen, I hate Granite Jaka, and even I'm positive. And he started today, and I'm still happy. Yeah. <laughs> see, well, that's actually a good place to start. Let's let, let's dive in there, because initially when the team sheet did come out, there was, I would say, it was pretty divisive, 50-50 maybe, I would say, mm-hmm. over the inclusion of Granite Jaka. Do you think that his individual performance has uh, sort of paid dividends to Mikel Mikel Arteta's decision. Do you think that that decision has been backed up? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was the worst person on the pitch, and I think we were carrying him. But I'm just (laughs) so happy about the result that I don't care. Um, I think that that this was probably going to be a a little bit of a learning thing for Mikel, because I think why Xhaka came in, which is why everybody's going to justify this, at the end of the day, he's a veteran player, He's played in the North London Derby, and this is a different game. So I understand the justifications for his selection. I just think on the pitch, Jaka was a little Jaka-y. He did a lot of fouls that I just – we got away with today, and I'm just going to, you know, be happy about that. So, Yeah, and, and it's funny you say even off the ball, I think at times he mm-hmm. was – I think at times he almost made me bite my fingernails, but maybe that was just my – misconception of, of you know what Granite Jacka has previously done to us um, but when you look at maybe the, fir- the first goal Aaron Ramsdale gave what some would say is maybe a, a suspect ball into Granite Jacka's feet and, and he seemingly made the most of it and that mm-hmm. led to, to our first goal so but yeah. here's, here's something that was on my mind right from the start okay and it's that is it important not just to win and especially against Spurs but to win in a certain manner. And for me, it all started with a challenge very, very early on in the game from, from Ben White, um, a real sort of high slide tackle to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Is it is it important to win in a, in a certain manner or are you just happy to sort of see those points on the board? Well, well, well go ahead, Jared. I was going to say, it, it, you know, the points are obviously paramount. That's the main concern. But I think all of us, and for – you know, a couple of seasons now have been wanting to see more free flowing, good looking football from Arsenal. So to have both the win, the good looking performance and it being the North London Derby is kind of the perfect storm for all of us who have been you know, crying out for performances like that. 
Mm-hmm. And, and and not only and not only that, let, let's be honest, it, it's not just the free-flowing football. The free-flowing football is great. We've had, you know, neat and tidy players over the year. There was power in that performance. For the first time in years, we lined up with Party, Jaka, Gabrielle, and Tomiyasu and Tierney, and no one was going to bully them today, and no one was going to bully Arsenal today, and that's the performance that we want. I mean, it was immense. Can we talk about Super Tom for a minute? Like, he was, he was absolutely everything today. <laughs> oh, he was everywhere. I mean, what a revelation he's been. A guy we signed who... I mean, I admittedly, I knew nothing about him, never seen him kick a ball. And, you know, you're always kind of hopeful with the new guys. And, yeah, maybe they'll come in and hit the ground running and look okay. He's looked fantastic. He's He's been a highlight of the team, the, all the games he's been here. And, I think, you know, he plays a big part in the system we want to play, letting Tierney go forward as often as he wants. Tomiyasu is the guy who kind of facilitates that, being able to drop back and fill in that space. So it, he's been a, a godsend, I think, early on in the year. He's looked great. My favorite part about this game, and he's like absolutely never gonna lose an aerial duel. He seemingly, (laughs) I think he's literally won almost a hundred percent of his aerial duels. It's ridiculous the statistics that he's put. Yeah, more. I think they said um, on TV it was something like ninety-three percent of his aerial duels have been won, which is like Virgil Van Dyke figures in terms of aerial duels. But um, Asen, I think as much as an impact on our right hand side um, that Tamiasu's had. I think that he's having a positive impact on Ben White. You know, mm-hmm. Ben White is somebody who I think, look, you're never going to get away from the price tags. But that aside, he came into criticisms for some of his performances um, so far this season. Do you think that, that what did you make of his performance today? And do you think that maybe Tommy Asu counteracts some of the weak points that Ben White might have that he's exposed by? Oh, well, it's really obvious that um, what Arteta does is we we actually kind of form a back three. Um, often like they kind of work as like they're they're not a back three in in like how you would normally see a back three but they're back three in form you see uh ben white kind of take the ball and he's the ball playing defender and tomiyasu and and gabrielle kind of do the cleanup and breaking up of play what i love about this what you're pointing out is every single time tottenham tries to switch the play to the right there's a tomiyasu header that stops it and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And my favorite part of the game was watching Son, who has never played against this guy before, right? And he's trying stuff. And the, I mean, talking about the first 15 minutes, Son is just doing everything on the right-hand side. And by the 65th minute, I just see every time Son takes the ball on the right-hand side and sees Tommy in front of him, he just gives up. He just yeah. gave up. He just turned around, passed the ball back, knew he was get, going nowhere. It was fantastic to watch. And Jared, when you look at, not initially at the start of the game, I'm jumping forward slightly here, but just to sort of to bring the comparison into play here. Um, when you look at his counterpart later on in the game of Emerson Royale coming on, who, let's face it, myself among the majority of Arsenal fans were saying, why doesn't Arsenal make a move for this guy? Do you think that this is a lesson with Tommy Asu and the comparison with him and, and, and Emerson that that we don't really need to go for these marquee signings that sometimes it's just about getting somebody who's good enough to get the job done, uh, forget about the bells and whistles and, and just bring someone in with the right mentality. Oh, a hundred percent. I think going for the, you know, the quote big name players oftentimes doesn't get you the, the results you're looking for. And I think he's everything we've wanted. And most importantly, he fits the system. We play well, you know, Emerson just in general between the two is obviously the more, attacking of the two like that's much more his strength is getting forward than Tomoyasu's is and already we've seen that 
it's just he he kind of has been mediocre at best at Tottenham. We saw Zaha turn him inside out three or four times in that game. <laughs> so I, I think it's really clear that at least for us, forget who the better player is overall, or you know people can argue about that all day long. But the best player for our team, which is what's actually important, is clearly Tomiyasu because he fits the system we want to play much better than Emerson would, and that it frees up Tierney on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I want to pick up on what you're just saying right there. What I think is really important and what we have all struggled to kind of say out loud and and, and what all all fans right here were, were putting under a microscope. Hats off to you, Edu. Good job. You did it. I actually did nothing but complain about every single transfer that's come through and everything that Edu has done. And yet you're here proving me wrong. Tomiyasu is class. Ben White mm-hmm. looks like the new Virgil Van Dyke. We've got a new Rambo in the back. Partey isn't a midfield boss. He's a midfield daddy because Spurs were his <laughs> bitch today. And then Odegaard, we, we signed an $80 million player for $35 million and it showed today on the pitch. My God, Edu, what a great job you have done. Regardless on how you feel about Arteta, I think these players are the players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, Asin, unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it there just because we're getting a bit of a backlog here. I know that you're that much of a legend that you'll understand that. No, but we've really enjoyed we've really enjoyed having you on, buddy. And as always, very well thought out points and very well put across. Uh, where can we all find you, mate? Uh, don't forget, you can find me at, at Gunnar Aston. Uh, very small Twitch, but I did it. I mean, not Twitch, uh, Twitter, but I did it just for this podcast. So, <laughs> well, We appreciate it. Probably one of the most regular guests we ever have on. Absolutely. Love you guys and love what you're doing. You too, buddy. Oh, guys, Likewise. Guys, real quick, real quick. What do you think of Tottenham? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Thanks, Aston. I'm sure we'll see you in the chat during the rest of the show. Cheers, buddy brilliant Aston brilliant as always I'm not sure whether my internet is really bad or what's going on with the stream but I'm uh, I'm getting a bit of lag just, just visually on, on, on the screen but um, hopefully that's not coming through to you guys and, and I'm sure Jared will keep me updated if it if it does um, yeah. so far so good on our end so I think you're doing alright that's alright nobody gives a shit after a performance like this <laughs> anyway but speaking of somebody who will 100% give a shit is Colin Colin, how's that? Green screen. screen. Not, up, even, not even true. You turned your green screen on for Tom Canton and fucking Harry Simu, but we're not worth your fucking way. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, bro. It's not that. I'm using my phone. That's why. If, ah, I, was using right. my, if I was using my laptop, the green screen would be on. But... No, that's not too bad. Not too Listen, bad. right? Let's just, let's just get straight to it, yeah? No one has been more critical of our recruitment more than me. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Right? Don't believe what anyone else tells you because they're all chatting shit. Now, what I will say, right, that performance was easily the best this season. Not even close. I right? would I would I would say I actually mentioned in, in our Gunner Talk WhatsApp uh, group that I think that's the best that first half is the best performance I've seen in years, including the the away victory at Old Trafford. Um, last season it was it was absolutely fantastic but um yeah you reckon you're sort of thinking along the same lines of that level of performance Colin yeah yeah and look I'll admit it I've got no I've got no complaints about the performance right the only complaint I've got is the referee right and the reason being is their goal came from granite jacket going down injured now in that situation the referee has to have more control 
to protect the player because the referee's job is to protect all the players on the pitch. Now, if mm -hmm. that goal was the other way around, let's just say we scored a goal up their end, similar to that. Does it get chopped off? In my opinion, yes. Mm -hmm. So, my only issue is I want to see more consistency with the referees. If a goal like that would be chopped off for us, it should be chopped off for Tottenham. Yeah. That, 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 that is my only complaint. Outside of that, which it's not even a complaint about us, to be honest. It's more of a general refereeing complaint. Because I don't think you can complain about a single... Well, no, I wouldn't even put... I wouldn't even complain about Jaka, to be honest, because... I mean, see, just while we're, we're on the topic of officiating, Colin... Talk to me about, about the penalty claim that Spurs had. Harry Kane going down via challenge from Ben White. Do you think that maybe the Spurs fans are slightly entitled to feel a little begrudged by by the lack of decision and the lack of interference from VAR? You know, what is your take on that? Was he going down already? Or It's difficult to say, really, because, I mean, all right, if you're looking at that isolated incident, Ben White doesn't get the ball. He gets Harry Kane. So in that instance, I can kind of see why they would go, we should have had a pen, mm -hmm. right? However, equally, as I mentioned before, they should have had a goal chopped off because Granite Jacka went down injured. So it, it, sw it swings the roundabouts, mate. Yeah. Like, the, the amount of times I've... Ne like Again, I've never criticised a referee for a bad performance from us. And the reason being is, I believe that if we play to the best of our ability, we have, then the, the referee sh won't be a factor. Mm -hmm. We did we did play well today, right? And again, this is one of the few times I'll criticise the referee because the lack of control from the ref to, led to a goal from them. The mm -hmm. old, that's the only time you'll hear me criticise a referee. Because, again, if we play to the best of our ability, referees won't be a factor. Because, again, again blaming of a, a referee most times, it's a cop-out, bruv. It's a cop-out. Like, mm -hmm. if you play to your best ability, then no referee can do anything that will impact that. I agree. And I, and I think I actually like the way it's kind of trended this year of let the play go. And if it's a clear and obvious error, let VAR get involved and make the decision rather than making, because I, I think in that case, if it's called a pen, it's never getting overturned. I mean, they're going to stick with what's there unless it's something, you know, that's obviously missed. So I'm, I'm very much a fan of the way it's gone this year. Uh, the idea of just let the play go out. If it's something clear and obvious, they're going to see it. They're going to, you know, get in his ear and let him know. And you can come back and make the adjustment. Similarly, you know, it didn't go in our favor, but I thought the same held true when uh, Gabrielle got knocked down in the box off when Obama tried to head it back into the middle from a really nice ball in from Odegaard. Um, that was one that I know there was a lot of a lot of noise people wanted the pen on, but I was okay with the decision to let it play. If it's something that they come in and look at it and say it's obviously a pen, we have to go back and change it, then we'll change it. And it, and we saw in this game it balances out over time, just like it balanced out in those two situations. So it didn't end up impacting the game one way or the other. But as a general matter, I would much rather see that where we have the no call both ways than having a pen both ways, because 
you know, the, the pen should be for very obvious penalties. I just don't like the idea of having something that's sort of arguable or in the middle being called a pen just because it has such an outsized impact on the game. Yeah. So for that reason, I was fine in both cases with it going on. Either. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, all right, you can say that Ben White didn't get the ball, but like equally, you could say the same. You could say the same about the Jaka incident. Mm-hmm. You could say but, the same about the Gabrielle incident. Gabrielle is that one spot on, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Callum, Callum, the the last subject I want to cover because you seem like the type of person that I think would get behind this this sort of thing, which is Aaron Ramsdale. Um, a lot of sort of preconceptions before he came in, people saying that the price tag was far too high for a number two, which we thought he probably was going to be. But something not just about his ability, you know, one absolutely outstanding save from him, but the passion that the, that guy possesses, you know, the the ability to, to connect with the fans while celebrating goals, the ability to, to bring confidence to his backline, which I think Leno doesn't seem to have. Do you think that, this passion is something that we maybe undervalued whilst looking for new signings. And do you think Aaron Ramsdale is somebody that has vastly improved our squad when it comes to that department? What I will say is, Leno, you're done. Okay? You're done. Right? Mm-hmm. The thing with the thing with Leno, right? And oh, and you'll you know this as well, but I've always referred to him as the 2011 Chesney, right? And there's a reason for that. Because when he's in goal, he doesn't inspire confidence. You see the difference with Ramsdale. Like, the back line is more at ease with Ramsdale. Now, I get, look, I'll hold my hands up. I was one of the few that questioned the I well, I was one of many, actually, that criticised the signing of Aaron Ramsdale, right? And it had nothing to do with his ability as a footballer. It had nothing to do with that. What it had to do with was I didn't understand why that we were signing squad players before first-team starters. And at the time, that was a valid opinion because if you ask anybody else, of all the signings we made, how many of them were guaranteed first-team starters at the time? None Mm. of Odegaard, Odegaard, definitely. But outside of that, not many of them, right? So the criticism was valid. Let's not try and change history and say, no, that criticism was unjust. No, it was perfectly valid. So let's not rewrite history in that sense. Mm -hmm. The one thing I've always said, right, I want this team to prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing I've always said about this team. If Aaron Ramsdale comes in and he smashes it, I've got no issue with that. If Ben White comes in and he kills it, no problem. If Lakonga does well, great. No problem with that whatsoever. If Odegaard does what he's been doing on a consistent basis, by all means, I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Like, but like I said, let's not rewrite history. Let's let's look at things as they were at that time. Because the criticism of Edu and Arteta at the time was valid. Mm-hmm. No one can tell me it wasn't because it was. Okay. Yeah. And, and last one before I let you go, Colin. Um, I, I'm actually going to start asking everybody this question. Aston will be back on shortly, so I'll, I'll get around to asking him this. Um, 
I would describe, I, I, let me make this clear, I think the, the majority of people that watch this um, on a regular basis know my stance, which was that um, it, it's likely, I, I think it would be likely better for the club to, to have a change of manager. I think that Mikel Arteta's track record has led me to, to stand in a position where I couldn't see him progressing or, or, or picking us up from, from this dump. But what I would say is that between the the Norwich Burnley and, and today's game, what it has done is not only just in a result sense, but the style I seen from from Arsenal today and the manner in which they played, I would almost describe it as a, a stay of execution <laughs> on, 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 <laughs> until Christmas for me. That that, that that that's after those performances that I'm now saying, okay, and call me a flip flop, call me what you want, but I'm just as you said, I'm open to having my mind changed which is that now I'm on board until Christmas and then I will revisit my stance at that time. Where are you now? Because I think, uh, would it be right in guessing that you were of a similar stance of mine uh, before this game? thing is, right, my mind hasn't changed off this one game. Mm -hmm. It hasn't, right? Because I still remember how bad those first three games were, right? And if you really want to go back at it, Right, don't get me wrong, he's done he's done well to get nine points. Like, you know, fair play to him for that. I'm always someone that will give credit where credit's due. Okay. But at the same time, we cannot forget where we were before that. Like, because there's a especially after yesterday, right? There was a there was a big agenda, especially amongst Arsenal fans, that all of a sudden our defeat to Brentford didn't seem so bad because they drew with Liverpool. Complete horseshit. Complete horseshit. If you watch that performance against Brentford at the beginning of the season, you know it was bad. You know it was bad. So again, it's like I mentioned with the signings earlier, right? Don't try and change history to suit your agenda because that performance against Brentford was bad. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Right, but I'm not full. Look, I've not changed my mind about Mikel Arteta. Right, I still think he needs to go. That's my own personal opinion. You can hate on me if you want, I don't really care. However, if we go on a run, then I'm open to my mind being changed. Right, because like before, I was of the stance that wait until Arteta gets his players in and then when I see what was happening after that it was like well hold on a minute something ain't right new information makes you change your mind I hate it when people say oh you're a flip-flop just because you change your mind on a matter new information makes you reassess things just because you change your mind on something because you've had new information brought to the table that doesn't make you a flip-flop if anything that actually makes you stronger because you've proved that you're willing to admit that you're wrong. Say Arteta goes on this, an incredible winning run, right, of like nine to ten games, right? Would that not make me change my mind on Arteta? Mm -hmm. I think it would have to. Mm -hmm. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, I don't see that as a problem. If mm -hmm. anything, I see that as a positive. Because that would say that I'm open to my mind, you know, changing and me being proved wrong. So, again, I don't see an issue with that. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Well, as always, Colin, absolute pleasure, buddy. Um, let everybody know where they can find you. I'm not sure whether you're still pumping out content at all. or. <laughs> uh, I'm probably the most hated man in the YouTube scene now. <laughs> uh, well, listen, if you want to subscribe to Much Arsenal, you can do. If you just type it in on the YouTube search bar, you'll find it. No worries. And nice if you one. want to follow me on CMuch, at CMuch91, you can if you want. But again, don't think I'm going to not be an outspoken individual, bruv, because <laughs> look, if you if don't... There's, like, if there's one thing we can guarantee, it's the Tottenham or Shayton that Colin will throw yeah, you away. Thought, while, while, I'm on, <laughs> right, while I'm on it, right, because something really is pissing me off, right? I know I'm going off topic. <clears throat> but I'm sure you've noticed this, right? The media, All the media, yeah, are saying that the whole the only reason Arsenal wanted it is because Tottenham played poor. No, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with that. All well, right? That's the anti-Arsenal agenda. We, we made Tottenham look bang average. Mm-hmm. Right? And Gary Neville saying that Tottenham should have had two or th- that Hurricane should have had two or three goals in the pen. Bro, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Bro, nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. And also, Graham Suris, bruv. <laughs> the most bitter man, like, I swear, it's... <laughs> I get it, it's like... Back in his day, bro. Oh, Back my God. Day. Like, especially with the foul, man. Seriously, mm-hmm. like, like with the Jacker foul, yeah? Guarantee you, not one media outlet will say that's a foul. Yeah. Not yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Colin, we're going to have to jump over to RG here because I think he's been on his phone data for ages and I myself know how expensive phone data can get. So, as I said, an absolute pleasure as always, buddy, and we look forward to having you on again. Ah, uh, bro. Speak soon, yeah? See yeah, speak soon, man. Cheers, Colin. The fantastic Colin, as always. You may oh, not yeah. agree with everything he says, but we'll we'll keep, we'll keep it nice and, and polite in the chat, please, people. Um. Next up, I hope I'm getting this name right because I'm seeing it in our chat box all the time. Arjit, am I right in saying Arjit? Yeah, it's right. It's right. Uh, you got it right. <laughs> yeah. Arjit, give me your initial reaction to what was an absolutely fantastic display from, from the boys in red. Yeah, actually, I was surprised by how good we were. Uh, I was expecting like a tight game, but uh, we completely blew them away in the first half and... Uh, I think all of us will agree that uh, we would like to see this kind of intensity from the team like a bit more regularly. But it's a good uh, good starting point, this uh, this kind of win. See, see, see on the, the performance itself, I think two players that stood out, um, well, for sure they stood out, they were both on the score and assist sheet, was, <laughs> was Emil Smith-Rowe and Bukai Osaka. I had the criticism of them <clears throat> and I would say a healthy criticism because I absolutely adore them as much as everybody does but I had the criticism that neither of them really gave us a statistical output they didn't produce enough goals or assists do you think today maybe could be a step in the right direction um, in terms of upping those numbers and do you expect more from them this season yeah definitely I mean uh, if you look at the Burnley game uh, both of them missed chances especially ESR like he had two or three good chances but he just couldn't stick it in. Uh, today, yeah, they were much more clinical and their like final decision was better. So, yeah, hopefully uh, they can step up uh, as the season carries on and uh, get a bit more better uh, numbers. Yeah. 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 And I think part of that, too, is the move of, you know, Pepe to the bench and Saka to right wing. 
every time he's been over there, he's been exceptionally lively. We saw him playing for England was, a, you know, a very important piece this summer and just looks a different player over there at times. So I, I think that's a big part of it too, is just putting him in a position where he's most likely to be successful. And, and you saw it today. He played a great game. That move also allows Smith Rowe into the starting lineup because as good as all those other guys are Smith Rowe, Saka, I think the one guy that is the first name on the team sheet for Mikel Arteta is Martin Odegaard in the middle. I think that's his guy. He looks at him as a very important key piece of the team. So that being the case, the only way that Smith Rowe is kind of going to consistently start is if Pepe's on the bench with Saka on the, Saka on the right. So it's kind of a chain reaction, but certainly one that worked out in our favor today because everybody I just mentioned played an absolutely phenomenal game. And, and, and Jared, just just because you brought him up, I'll throw this question to you. Is Martin Odegaard, some would say that he didn't have the most standout-ish of games in terms of, you know, like uh, defence splitting passes or some of the things that we've seen from him. But in terms of his press, and which is absolutely phenomenal, and not only that, I think that he's somebody who could potentially go under the radar in certain games because, to me, he's the drummer of the band, the one who mm-hmm. sets the rhythm, the one who creates the tempo to let the, the lead vocalist and guitarist go out and, and steal the spotlight. Do you think that... What did you make of his performance today? And, and and do you think that maybe people are overlooking just what impact he has to the team? I think at times he gets overlooked because he's not getting the scores and assists like you said on the sheet. But I'm in complete agreement. I think he's kind of the key piece that makes the team go and helps everybody. He really connects that play, for moving the ball forward. And for the price we got him, we're going to look back in a few years and talk about what an unbelievable deal he was because I think he's potentially a future captain of the team, one the other players respect. He, he's vocal. He understands positioning well. And, and he's good on the ball and retains possession relatively well and, and just knows how to get other players involved. And he makes the type of plays that get the crowd into the game. And that's something that we, we touched on with Ramsdale earlier too, kind of that passion and fire and getting the crowd into it. And, and that has kind of an underappreciated impact at times. You know, we, we look at last year when there was no fans in stadiums. The uh, The home field advantage was basically negated when you looked at wins and losses versus home or away. You know, it was relatively even. Seasons you have fans in there, it's it's a massive difference. It's such an advantage, and that's the reason why, is because when the crowd's in the game, it has an impact on the players. And having guys that make those plays that get everyone involved kind of carries over and helps the rest of the team and lifts everybody up too. So it, for me, Odegaard is outside of Thomas party, the most important player in Arsenal's team this year. And he may be kind of on that same level. Uh, and Arjit, speak, speaking of um, the player that, that Jared just mentioned there as, as arguably the most important player that we have, Thomas Partey, um, what did you make of his display today? The, the energy, the dynamism in a midfield, the, the ability, not not just defensively, but his his capability of of, of playing one of those cross field passes. Yeah, it was a very good all around performance. I think uh, I think criticism he received last season was a bit over the top. To be honest, uh, like he was never fit for a long time, and it obviously affected performance. But today it was like a like an all around performance from him. He was spraying balls uh, left hand and center. He carries it well, and also defensively he was solid. So yeah, pretty good performance. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 speaking of of somebody who would uh, be almost described as uh, as an understudy to Thomas Partey, and what who some would uh, like to be the replacement for Granit Xhaka, Sambi Lukonga coming on today. Do you think that in comparison to Granit Xhaka today, that that when you when you put those two aside, do you think that he's ready to be the replacement for for Granit Xhaka, or do you think that 
Jack's performance today further backs up Mikel Arteta's point of of maybe that Zambi just isn't ready to fill those boots. Uh, today he had like one or two uh, tackles, which I think uh, he got too excited uh, when he came on Zambi. Uh, But yeah, I think looking at his past performances, like uh, in the starting games of the season, I think uh, he can be ready for at least like games against like teams which don't uh, which don't tend to dominate us. Like smaller teams, at least I think he can do it. In the big games, we'll have to see. Yeah, but I think at least for uh, some games against in uh, against teams uh, in which we are su- supposed to dominate the ball, I think yeah, he can do a job. Absolutely, and and then just finally before we let you go, Orjit, um, I'll throw you the same question that I did to Colin. Um, Mikel Arteta. Um, do you, do you want him to stay? Do you want him to go? Is it is it is it like I would describe as a stay of execution, where we are willing to give him a bit more time now after the the recent um, form? Yeah, like many others, like I was really rethinking about Arteta after the City loss, which was a big loss, and also last season I was a bit unsure. But yeah, I mean I agree with you about the stay of order part, uh, stay of execution part, because uh, I think like we have to see in the next. Like maybe six, seven, ten games. Uh, what kind of form we have, and uh, after that we can make a decision. It certainly helps that like we are we have won like three games in a row, so it will help with the confidence. And I think now finally I think he has something of a set eleven, uh, which I think it does because like last season there were so many rotations. Uh, we didn't seem to have any stability. So Absolutely. yeah, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Absolutely, you made some very, very good points there, Jade. Um, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you if you have social media, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Instagram uh, at uh, akjra 7 Yeah, perfect, buddy. Perfect. And we'll be happy to welcome you back on our next Open Mic show and hopefully under the same kind of circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Thanks, uh, thanks, man, for inviting me. Thanks, Arjit. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Arjit. See you, buddy. Arjit, ladies and gentlemen, perfect. Uh, Mike Feinberg, or sorry, Mike Feinberg, mini Mike Feinberg, <laughs> Jake Feinberg, uh, will be on for the next maybe half hour, 40 minutes, Jake. So if you can get yourself in front of a computer screen and get yourself on, you can be the understudy and maybe an improvement to your, your drunken father. So we'll, we'll look forward to that. But um, we're going to jump over now to our next guest, uh, Rich. Rich, welcome to the Gooners podcast. What's up, guys? What's going on, Rich? Not much. Uh, had had to retire the Willie on shirt, so it's, it's a soccer shirt. <laughs> well, look, do you want to know what? Like everybody laughs at that now—the fact that you have this this Willie on shirt, okay? But but the one thing I will say is that fifty years from now, there's going to be very limited amount of Arsenal jerseys with Willie on the back. So I think you sir have a collectible in the making. Uh, it's 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 going to hang in the closet. It's it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rich, your your initial reaction today, you know, how are you feeling after that? Obviously, big, big thing to beat Spurs, but not only beat Spurs, but beat them in such a fashion. You know, it I I it was great a game. I just I don't know. I when I saw the team sheet and I saw Jacques on the team sheet, I was like, oh shit, here we go. And honestly, he he wasn't bad. I mean, he's he wasn't great, but you know, he's Jaka. That's, that's, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, the kids got involved, you know, goal from Smith Road, goal from Saka. You, you love to see that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, and, and to echo what you said about Arteta, it's like, you know what? It's kind of a stay of execution because I was, you know, let's give him time. Let's give him time. And the more time that went on and the more we played like terrible, it was like, yeah, no. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're ahead of him on points. So there, there's that. I mean, that's it. Yeah. We're climbing the table right to the top, but, um, Jared, as Rich mentioned there, the, the stay of execution, I think probably most people, the thing that most people were pleasantly surprised about today was the style in which Arsenal won. That's something that Mikel Arteta has been scrutinised over, is this lack of style. What did you see today in particular, stylistically and tactically, that you think was a, a massive improvement? Well, I think one of the main things that's, we, we have kind of a collection of things that have all kind of led to a really good performance you know, those first three games, when you look at our midfield pivot and back four and goalkeeper, we've probably changed five of those seven. I mean, Gabriel's back from injury, Ben White's back from COVID, Thomas Party's back, we signed Tomoyasu. So there's just, first of all, been a massive upgrade in talent in those areas. And I think you have to have a certain talent level to play the way that Arteta wants to play, ideally, which is closer to what we saw today. I think when you're lacking the talent to do that, it really showcases uh, some of those players' individual uh, inadequacies and, of course, gets everybody upset. But as far as where we were then and now, I'm somebody that I didn't expect us to do much at the beginning of the year. I think when we were doing the uh, preseason podcast, I said, you know, Brentford's a newly promoted side with a home game. It's going to be a crazy environment to play in. I, I think they could take points off us. And then City-Chelsea losses, you know, it's not too unexpected. So you're zero at the international break, but it wasn't, you know, an outlier that was completely unpredictable by most of us. And now that we have the rest of the team together, the the performances have improved. But I think a big part of that is we've seen basically the same 11 or 10 or 11 and guys have a chance to develop some continuity and a play style and just understand where each other is going to be. So the product, of course, is going to end up being improved. So I think it's just a combination of things. And like I touched on earlier, tactically, I think the addition of Tomoyasu is huge and that he, with his ability to play in kind of a center half role of a back three or, you know, in his right back spot, allows Tierney to spend so much time forward and play in that sort of asymmetrical formation everybody's been talking about. But I think he's the key addition that kind of helps, like he's a key cog in that wheel that allows us to do what we want to do going forward and frees up the space for all those young guys to to really do what they're doing well and allow Tierney to put all those good crosses in. So uh, I think it's a combination of tactics uh, and the addition of talent and just those guys having a chance to gain some experience together, kind of all coming together at a really good time. If you're an Arsenal fan, you know, you've been crying out for a good performance. You know, what better way than to go out and bag three in the first half against Spurs and just completely embarrass them on national TV. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and Rich, something that Jared touched on there was, was the back four. Um, we all long for the days of that old classic Arsenal back four. Um, that was that was so solid. But when you look at um, the members of that backcourt, Takahiro Tamiyasu, relatively unknown before coming in, Ben White, people thought it was it was a lot of money for for um, a centre back from Brighton. Uh, Gabriel was another one who was relatively unknown, and then Kieran Tierney as well. To my surprise, relatively unknown. When you look back at the transfer window beforehand, okay, when you take into account all those players, as we say, unknown, and then you look at players like Ramsdale and Sammy Conga, people had these ratings of transfer windows, you know, three out of tens and four out of tens and stuff like that. What was your sort of 
uh, reaction to the transfer window when it closed? And, and has that changed since now that you've seen these players being given a chance and the impact that they've had on, on the side? Well, I, I honestly think that I, I was kind of a transfer windows five, six out of 10. And then, I don't know, Ramsdale's played out of his head. I mean, the dude has been completely solid in that back. I mean, and quite frankly, bird who? <laughs> because, <laughs> because because Ramsdale's been that good, you know, backstopping that back four. And, I mean, I'm not going to say that back four is, you know... <laughs> Dixon, Tony Adams, you know, it, it's it's not the 89 Arsenal back four that won the league. It, you know, but they're solid. They do their jobs. And I mean, tell me also, I'd, I'd never heard of the guy until, you know, we signed him on deadline day. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, all right. Then, you know, a couple games in, I'm like, wow, this guy's really good. I'm, I'm really impressed. <laughs> I mean, Ben White, he has time to grow. Gabriel, also young. I mean, I mean this back four. What? What? I mean, age-wise, they're what twenty-four. Yeah, I think the average Tierney's age the senior man at twenty-four. 24 yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, this the, is the, a back the, four. Gabriel, that's... Gabriel's twenty-two, twenty-three. Ben White's twenty-three. Takahiro Tamiyasu is twenty. I think. Um, I, I. I mean, th- th- these guys are young. It's, you know, defenders don't come into their best until what 29 30 mm-hmm. i mean these guys are are solid at this age so you know let let's let's ride them and hope that nothing happens but i mean this is a solid back four i mean i think it's got the stuff you know to be a legendary arsenal back four they're very talented and speaking of the age i thought it was funny it was after Jaka went off at least uh here stateside watching the game uh the commentator made a comment of uh Obama Yang's had a lot of help from the youngsters. And I said, does he mean every single guy out there other than him? Because I think other than him, Thomas right. Party was the only guy over 25 on the pitch. Yeah. So that's a good sign for us going forward, obviously, is they're playing at a decent level at this age. You know, give them some time together. Hopefully they'll grow into a team that, you know, we're all hoping that they will. I just thought it was a funny comment that he's referenced the youngsters when he basically that's everybody but him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think that's the exciting thing now. Looking at this squad, is that regardless of what happens within the next two, three, four, five months, whatever it is, is that the foundation is solid now for Arsenal for anybody to come in and build from, whether that be Mikel Arteta or or, or somebody else. That this squad really has the makings of something special. But um, what I'm going to do, Rich, is I'm going to let you go because we've got an honorary guest that will be joining us just for a few minutes because I'm not sure how much alcohol has been consumed by this person. So, oh, boy. Um, I'll let you go. But do, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you, mate, um, you and your William jersey? Not your address, just your Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, out on the Twitter, it's, it's at rwilcox91 on Twitter. And, you know, give me a follow. I don't tweet much, and most of the time it's when we score goals. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't happened a lot this year <laughs> i'll not i'll not watch the games anymore I'll, I'll just keep a keen eye on your twitter for score updates from now on <laughs> but yeah um, a, a pleasure rich as always buddy absolutely on. yeah cheers for joining us man see you soon the fabulous rich so the next person we're going to take in is michael and not the michael that you thought it's it's other michael <laughs> michael, 
Michael how's things mate hey guys how's it going <clears throat> we're going good buddy yeah. good good and um, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the honor of sharing the screen with somebody um who's breaking his duck on on this podcast and um, I'm not sure whether I actually really want to have this guy on because he's obviously not a real fan or else he would be at the stadium <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's just plastic af um let me welcome let me magic mike magic mike how's things Hey, there he is. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're that plastic you're drinking out of a plastic cup. There's the original Mike. You know, I said, <laughs> I said, and, and I'm sorry to step on your thunder, Michael, but uh, but these guys put me in this position, I can't do anything else. Um, it's all right. I don't want to hot anymore when we beat Spurs. Like, like you guys can help, you guys are doing a good job of handling this. So when we lose the next five games, you can do it. But like today, beautiful day here in Virginia. Beautiful day in North London. Uh, it's probably shit weather in Newry because you're there. But what? And it's uh, fucking. As we would say locally, day. it's fucking passion. <laughs> I mean, look, Arsenal normally when you think that we figured it out, we come out of this like three-game winning streak and we shit the bed. I mean, that's what we do. And then when you think that like we're at our absolute bottom. We'll have a game that just walks out of nowhere. And I mean, they are the, con the contrarian team of all contrarian teams. Today, I felt mm -hmm. confident going into the game, and that that actually made me nervous and made me feel unconfident. So it's like having this whole situation where I'm like, confident? Why are you confident? Uh, <laughs> but my God, I mean, they, they, put, they put that game to bed within 15 minutes. What a freaking performance yeah. I got today. Your, your audio quality is, 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 is top notch. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Mike's joining us from underwater. <laughs> yeah. While Mike sorts his audio out, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw this over to over to Michael. And Michael, somebody yeah. actually pointed this out in the chat. Somebody that we haven't even spoken about yet is another person who, surprisingly, at Arsenal came under a lot of heavy criticism of late. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, um, absolute captain's performance in, 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 in my opinion. And I want to share something that, that I put into the, the WhatsApp group here. I'm not going to take the photo off the screen because that's going to take too long. What I will do is I'll show yeah, you this one. The, I have yeah, questions yeah. as to where the middle line in that slide trail came from. That's the third leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that, that guy got some balls. Yeah, but no, not only that, but from that picture, man, reminiscence of uh, Thierry Henry's slide, mm -hmm. who, who was in the crowd, so he potentially could have been paying homage. Um, but do you think, how good was it to see Aubameyang get back on the score sheet, uh, and what did you make of his performance? Yeah, um, it was only fitting, you know, for Aubameyang to have that type of performance. And I believe they had some sort of, you know, like knowledge, maybe Henry went to see them before the match, you know, so they knew I was going to be there watching them, you know. So um, personally for him, I believe he had to put in that kind of shift. You know, it it was a captain's performance. I mean, before the match, I was telling people, oh, I wanted him out, you know, on the left. I wanted Lacazette up top. Simply going by what we saw, you know, by Lacazette against Wimbledon, right? But I saw the starting lineup and I just saw Pepe was out of there and I was good. You know, because I felt, okay, the young kids were going to, you know, put in a shift. In all honesty, I wasn't expecting a blowout. I was I was expecting, you know, us to just maybe scrape a draw 
or just have something to talk about, you know, which is okay. Yeah, we did good, but they beat us at the end or something like that. But um, it was it was a captain's performance from Aubameyang. He put in a shift. Everybody was running back, which was what was funny. Although it was the LN boys, you know, that were leading the charge as well as Odegaard. You feel Odegaard is also an LN boy, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, Aubameyang, who, you know, like got in the funk, he actually, you know, saw what was happening. And, you know, he put in, he put in a shift I haven't seen him put in in a long while. You know, he ran himself ragged to the ground. Like, I guess maybe because it's the Tottenham effect, you know, not London Derby. We have that going for us and everything, but it was a great match. It was. Jared, when Michael touches on there, the the fact that Aubameyang thrived today, do you think that that was because there was a systemic change in how we were trying to use him? You know, I think that Aubameyang has struggled in a sense playing with his back to goal a lot, which maybe favors Lacazette at a sense. But mm-hmm. do you think there was a change today, a, a, a visible effort? from the team and Mikel Arteta to try and play the Aubameyang's strengths by playing that ball in front of him and giving him the opportunity to run at defenders. I, I do. I think it's a little bit of a realization of exactly what you said. You know, it, the back to the goal player of the two is clearly Lacazette. And if you're going to play Aubameyang over him, you need to, you know, kind of cater to him and do what's going to make him most effective. And, and I think that came out today. I think for his entire time here, he always feels kind of like a, I was going to say, I don't mean to sound negative, but I guess it is negative. Uh, a fair weather player. When things are going well, he really, he seems upbeat. His, his The tempo is there. He's making runs. He's really active and, and the team is better for it. When the team's down, he sort of, you know, he's out there going through the motions, but he just doesn't have that impact when things aren't going well. So a game like today where it's a rivalry game, we get, we start off flying. He's involved with the goal is what is those are the games that make him look like the player he is when you realize the talent he has because those are the games when he has an outsized impact and look great and i know we talked about it uh michael touched on it you know the the slide the looking like Henri. Mm-hmm. we'll have to come back around I, i'd love to get both owen and michael your thoughts on uh multiple times during the game we got to see thierry Henri up in the box sitting next to of course the guy who had to make it on tv daniel Eck from spotify uh-huh. Uh, obviously, can't be an accident. Those two are sitting side by side, hanging out. What did you guys make of that? Um, Michael, Michael a, take it away. All right, it wasn't an accident. You know, it was it was a signal of intent, if you ask me. You know, um, Daniel Ek being there alongside Henri, which we know, you know, was one of the people that were backing him. You know, when they wanted to um, take over at Arsenal, and I'm pretty sure, even though they were fans, you know. And you won't want your team to lose. You know, it, it would have been a case of, oh, we came out here just so we could, you know, tell you guys that we're really serious, you know, about buying this thing in case we had lost, you know. Then they would have been there and the narrative would have been like, you know, yes, we're showing our intent, you know, and actually coming to games where not just, you know, over the, you know, like paper um, fans or stuff like that. But, you know, the team put in an absolutely world-class performance. It was just like they were back in Arteta as well as back in, you know, the owners, which are um, the Cronkies. So it, it, it worked well. You know, it was it worked well for us as fans. It worked well for the team. Um, I, not so much for them, even though they're fans as well, you know. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's always good to see the legend, you know, Thierry Henry come to the stadium in any capacity, you know be it scouting, be it, you know, just enjoying the game, whatever it is. 
it's it's you know it, it's very very soothing and you know somebody mentioned it off of twitter and they were like henry should you know come to every match now <laughs> and you know that, that's the kind of effect he had on the game and one thing i wanted to mention before you asked that question was i don't know if you guys noticed it but all our like goals were off of counterattacks, mm-hmm. and that was something that you know and it was because we did take our chances you know but that that that's like something that's been missing in you know like the dna of the team for a minute where you know you get like this little chances but you you know um talk them away and stuff like that so i really enjoyed the game and yeah that's it yeah no i think that is something that we have tried to implement under under definitely two managers in Unai Emery and Mikel Arteta and, and Arsene mm-hmm. Wenger at times as well. I think that the vast difference that you see <clears throat> in today's performance is that the individuals within that side are much more capable of playing out from the back. And, right. and today, and today we saw the benefits of that in terms of you know drawing players in and essentially eliminating them from the game and right. and, and, and um, implementing our strengths in terms of our pace on the counter as well and, and and to be honest with you as well i think nicola pepe is another person who could thrive in in a system like that but um lastly michael before we let you go the same question i've thrown to everybody where are you standing on on the manager at the minute um, are you happy with him at the minute or are you, are you sort of biding your time before you get back on the orteta out train or um i i would say that uh for a minute there you know i'd lost like the love for the game you know, I'd lost the love for anything Arsenal related, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, I ultimately, you know, came on this platform because I wanted to feel the love back, you know, even if it wasn't from the players, you know, from fans that, you know, we think alike and stuff like that, you know, just so, you know, we can like get in the groove. But um, going off of the three, um, you know, first matches, you said something before and, you know, um, I think it was Jared that mentioned it. You, you know, you you said, yeah, the first game, Brentford, you know, they just came, you know, from relegation and Chelsea and Man City, you know, we kind of expected that, which is, you know, normal, right? Um, mm-hmm. and um, if I was to ask anybody, we probably would not thought, you know, we would get nine points, you know, of uh, um the last three matches plus our two Carabao Cup matches that we played. So. Um, right now I'm leaning kind of towards like a positive, um, you know, notion for Arteta. I'm kind of like, you know, Arteta back in right now, but you know, we have to do it, you know, um, when we don't have stuff on the line. Cause like right now today, I feel like we had stuff on the line, you know, um, cause we know it's a not London debut. There's pride at stake, you know, it's a home game. You know, we had a lot riding on it. Anthony Joshua lost in, um, um, you know, um, the toilet yesterday. So we wanted to rub it in again, you know, stuff like that. So we needed to make a statement today and we did. But the beauty of it will be to replicate this, you know, in like the next two matches or three matches. And we have everything going for us in that we're not in Europe, you know, so. I will tell you this again, maybe in like the next two or three matches where I stand a hundred percent. But for right now, we could say um, like a 55, 45, 55 for Arteta in, 45 for Arteta out. Perfect. Very well explained, man. Very well thought out as always. Uh, Michael, let everybody know we can find you on the socials. And again, thanks for coming on, buddy. 
I appreciate you. Yes, it's at Babajide, B-A-B-A-J-I-D-0-1-0 on Twitter. And Michael, are you on Instagram? You guys can give me a follow. 100%, buddy, I will absolutely once this show ends. Again, thanks, Michael, for coming on, and we'll see you very soon. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Cheers. Thanks, Michael. Right, we're about to get busy up in this bitch. Um, <laughs> this, this, is, this one's going to be fun. So I'm going to welcome back on Aston, who's been very kind enough to hang around. Second of all, I'm going to welcome back Magic Mike, who has hopefully sorted out his internet connection. And then next, the guest of honor, um, the guy who I've got some questions for, um, Jake Feinberg himself, the prodigal son, has returned. Jake, first of all, um, as somebody who I have quite a bit of evidence that is absolutely balling at the minute. Um, <laughs> photographical evidence. of questions. I've already asked this question. I'm not sure if you've seen. In your opinion, Jake, where is that third line in the sliding trail coming from? <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer that question. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe your father could, could shed some light upon it. Mike, yeah. you're an expert <laughs> inside. <laughs> Can I say it? Can I tell you oh, what it is? Yeah, it's his massive dick. He has <laughs> after smashing Tottenham so hard for 45 minutes, and it just dragged behind him as he had to take his mighty girth from the, from the goal from the goal to the corner flag, where he waved it in front of all the Tottenham fans. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. See, 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 that's the thing. I have uh, in front of me my, my Thierry Henry painting here, and I'm thinking that I might have to ring my auntie and ask her to paint me another one with the cock hole slide, um, <laughs> which is much more impressive yeah, in my opinion. I mean, can you hear me, by the way? I'm sorry about all the audio. I'm sorry for ruining my own podcast uh, that, that you guys are running, but... Um, it's much better now. I think much I've better got to now. it out now. I mean... I'm just surprised that that middle line wasn't deeper. <laughs> the groundsman, the groundsman is going to be fuming. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, imagine how far he would have slid. If it was Harrison, they would have had to abandon the game for an for an unplayable pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, how crazy is it that I've like been working on this for 30 minutes? I come back on, and my son, unbeknownst to me. Yeah, my son, unbeknownst to me, has just uh, took it upon himself to come on the show. I love it. I asked him all. And I can't, because I, I, I can't stop him. That, yeah. I can't stop him. He's 18 now. He's a man. Uh, <laughs> you can't stop him doing a lot of things. And, and in my opinion, again, pictorial evidence that, that he is indeed a man. So let's get a man's opinion on it. Jake, uh, initial reactions to that monumentous victory over the Spuds. Well, I said this um, I said this in the comments earlier. Um I had my last homecoming dance last night, and I enjoyed this game more than that. <laughs> I was watching this like, throughout, throughout the whole thing. It was just take my word for it. Take my word for it. That guy fucking enjoyed himself last night. Yeah. He enjoyed himself. Um, I was just like seeing all the boys come together, and I've I've said this in the chat as well. Are we talking about the homecoming dance or the game? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Mike. Every, every time I uh, see lack um. Sorry, Pro, Saka, and Odegaard on the team sheet together. I feel like something's good, something's good gonna is gonna happen. Sorry, because when Odegaard signed, I was nervous that Smith Rowe wouldn't be able to get into the team like he should. And the switch from Saka to the right side, like you guys talked about, I think is just gonna be so good for us because I think going forward, if those three are starting every game, I don't see who we can like who we can't beat. Even these like if we if we were to go play. 
City and Chelsea again, those games that we lost in the beginning of the season. We didn't have this combination of players that, like, the young talent in the back line, the back line is amazing. I love it. I don't want it to change at all. I would say the only thing I wanted to see in the beginning of the game changed was Lakanga in. And Jaka played his part today as well, just like everyone else did. Absolutely. And Mike, Mike, I'll come to you if you can if you're still with us, buddy, because as somebody who's been following the Arsenal keenly, going to games live since nineteen thirty-four, <laughs> uh, you know, something that we've massively lacked is is the, the intensity, the physicality <clears throat> and the ability just to show character. Do you, do you think that, that really shone through above everything else today? Yeah, I mean the, the this was a ninety minute game. Uh, and we haven't played a 90-minute game in a long time. I mean, the team looked up for it. Whatever whatever Mikel Arteta said to them prior to the game clearly sunk in. Um, we know when he came in that he could manage this team onto big games. We saw that in the cup run. We saw that in, in a couple of important wins, I mean, including one against Spurs already in his tenure. The problem has been keeping this intensity and keeping the team believing in him, you know, on a regular basis when we play Burnley, when we play Norwich. And um, – you know, it is early. It's a small sample size. But what we've seen in the last month is the team gelling, the players in that need to be in, and um, and and the ability to both you know to get it up for uh, you know for for hot games and not hot games. I mean, you know, if you can get it up for just about anything, then I mean, sorry, Jake, but uh, we got something special. So I don't know if that's the question you asked because I I can barely hear you, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's fine. Your audio is terrible. My visual, I have literally no visuals, so I've got no social cues whatsoever. Um, so I'm probably coming across as really ignorant, which which I am. Uh, Stefan Selby says, "People are watching, and, and we don't really need to worry about that." Yeah, and no, we've, we've got more because Stefan Selby says, "Hi guys, YouTube automatically put me in here. I don't care how you got here, just as long as uh, as you're here." It's the and, algorithm. Uh, yeah, that's it. He's, he's not even a football fan. He's just he's, some poor fucking dude that can't get away. Stefan's <laughs> just salty because he's being forced to look at the man who vanquished him in the uh, FIFA tournament. And, I don't, <laughs> and I'm not referring to myself. The, young, the youngster in the lower left-hand corner. <laughs> um, Jared, uh, going back on to the game itself, the, the, the effort that was put in, as Mike mentioned, was, was absolutely phenomenal, I thought. But there seemed to be a few people that, that, that sort of started to, to show the signs of fatigue that we probably didn't want to see um, coming towards the end of that 90 minutes. Granit Xhaka seemed to have taken a bit of an impact knock at Bakayo Saka going down with cramp. And, and if I'm right as well, there was some very obvious signs as well that Kieran Tierney was struggling with cramp too. Um, any concerns going into the Brighton game next week that we may have some sort of high-profile absentees after um what a you know a huge effort that those guys put in through the those ninety minutes. Yeah, for for Tierney and Saka, not so much. I think that just comes down a little bit to the way they play. They're just intense players, especially Tierney. I mean, he's going all out all the time. And I would much rather a guy go one hundred and ten percent, leave it all out there, and come off at the seventy fifth minute, than you know, sort of save a little bit just to kind of ration himself out and be able to make it the full ninety. I mean, that's why we've got reserves. That's why we've got guys who can come on for them. And I thought the effort level was through the roof. I thought Odegaard kind of sets the sets the tone with his pressing, and he just even towards the end of the game, he was still uh, dead sprint going at Loris, trying to hurry them up and, and force some errors. The Jaka the one certainly didn't look good. You know, you see it, it just kind of a 
outside of a football play, just, you know, a collision with party. And I think it was uh Mora and he just hit him at an odd angle. So, you know, you obviously hope it's nothing serious, but a lot of times when you see impacts like that, it ends up being something that takes a player out for a while. And if there's anything, you know, this season that I've said all that we need to succeed, it's just to stay healthy and have our, players available and have a chance to sort of build something. So if he's out for a while, I know a lot of people are very happy to not see Granite Jack on the team sheet a lot, but uh, of, you know, you look at the, you know, the, the defense, the midfield and the attack, that's certainly the area that we're the thinnest in general. So if there's any place we don't need to lose a player for an extended period, it's in the midfield area. So we'll kind of wait and see what they say, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Jacka back out there for quite some time. Yeah, Can I yeah, jump in there for with you for a second there, Jared? I just want to bring up on um, to your question, Owen. Am I nervous that Tierney, Saka, and um, um, Emil Smith Rowe were showing showing signs of fatigue? Absolutely not, because Edu signed Tavares, and we have Martinelli, and we have Pepe. This is wonderful. This is absolutely wonderful. When was the last time you were able to say we could rest players and we had quality players to um, to bring in instead of them? Like this is actually the the best problem we can have, and long may it continue. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. we've basically won the league, haven't we? At this yeah, point, oh, yeah, it's a lock. I mean, I think I think it's we're only four points off second. So you guys play Miami, right? Just, I mean, I, when you guys are ready, I got some people here, you know, and, and we'll, they'll crowd around me and, and, like, say blood and fam and stuff if we need to. But, like, <laughs> but like you know, we, I don't, I don't want to get in your in your flow, but if you want to hear about Ramsdale, have we talked no, about Ramsdale yet? I just wanted to ask Jake one question, and then we'll move over to your fan cam um, segment, Mike, if that's okay. Um, Jake, do you think – is this a regular occurrence, you know, when, when you look at game days and stuff – is this a regular occurrence that your dad is down in the pub spending your your school lunch money, your bread money, your inheritance, whatever? What well, you're stuck at home in your room, and he's down there seemingly just just uh, getting off his nut. <laughs> I mean, for today, I, I can completely understand it. He's got fundraising to do, and I heard he did a great job. That, that's today. a fucking shit so, excuse, really, isn't it? Come on, that's a, a long night last night. I, I could have gone down there with him if I wanted to. That's a, well, you're 18 now. You can come over here and get fucked up, but you can't get fucked up over there. So, uh, Mike, Mike, we'll hand over to you and and um, just as long as you get our our allotted blood and fam and and negative viewpoints in, um, we'll hand it over into your capable hands. You talking to me? No, no, the other Mike. All right. So um, I, I honestly can't hear anything that you guys are saying. But Well, we can hear um, you, so we get, let, let's get some opinions from our, our, our plastic fans in America. All right, all right. So the first plastic fan in America, this is my, this is my buddy John Horlick. Um, he's been an Arsenal fan since he was born, which was uh, four weeks before uh, Michael Thomas scored uh, at Anfield. Um, who's your man in the match today, and, and, and why do you love me? <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to start with the, the second question. I love Mike because he might actually be my biological father. Um, <laughs> once, when we were both in London together, someone thought that he was my dad. He did, he did sling a lot of deck around in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, so there's a chance he might actually be my dad. Might We're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about that in front of my other son. Okay, Jake, <laughs> uh, you, you might be my half-brother. I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I'm breaking some news to you. Yeah. <laughs> 
there, there, the, there's for, a chance here. For, for the 16 of you that are watching, uh, we're going to break. We're going to have a big therapy sesh after this. <laughs> my, my dad, uh, you, you remember that movie where um, I think Ryan Reynolds is in it, where like he has that daughter and the mom could be is like one of three people. That's essentially my life. Are you talking about? Are you be. talking about Mama Mia? No, 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 not that one. I think it's called Definitely Maybe or something. Did, 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 are, are we still playing yeah, a joke? Is this, per, is, is this per dude actually stuck okay, in the right, 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 right. okay. Yeah, we can't. We can't hear you from here. Okay. So anyway, man of the match is definitely ESR. I thought he was unbelievable today. Obviously, bagged the goal, but then also the assist he had on. The Aubameyang goal I thought was phenomenal. He's just all over the place. Dude can play. He's a ball player. We got, we got, we got, we have end product from our, from our quote unquote fail end players, don't we now? I mean, my God, I mean, like everything everyone's been saying about Saka and, and Smith Rowe is obviously they're talented, but we are just not seeing the same kind of numbers from them. The, the uh, you know the goals, the assists from the, you know, that we're seeing from other young players in the league, and and today that ends. I mean, it's just one game, but they have they have goal front presence, and as long as they uh, you know as long as they keep finding each other in those open positions, there's nothing anyone's going to be able to do to keep us from winning the Champions League this season. <laughs> I'm not getting carried away, man. We can do it. Yeah, I, 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 Mike, this is one that I'd like to throw over to your son, Jake, because as somebody who got him into Arsenal, obviously, and, and Arsenal meaning so much to you, Jake, what does it mean for you to, to, to beat Spurs in a North London derby? Well, unfortunately, when, when I was able to go with, to one with my dad, we couldn't win. But seeing it today, it, it means a lot because um, I think I heard Arteta talking about it before the game but it's just like it's it's a different occasion when when we play against spurs because sometimes like not necessarily now because we're on a three-game winning streak now but when you're in a slump or something when you play against spurs or when you play against a big rival everything changes all the players are like hyped up they're like they're ready to go and uh being them is huge because now the players are are ready to go for the next game, which is also going to be a tough one. We're playing Brighton next week, right? Mm -hmm. They've shown that they're they're a team to be reckoned with this year. So um, it, it's big. I think it's a big momentum push into the next game because this next win is – or this next game is a game that we need to win as well. Hey, Jake. Hey, listen, as you as you just found out that you may have a, uh, a half-brother out there, let me ask you this question. If you could replace uh, your father with one Arsenal player that was on the pitch today, who would it be? <laughs> oh, my God. Literally uh, any of them. Or you're not going to have that room anymore. <laughs> um, so what is this based on? Just like players I like? I'm just asking who you like the most honorable man on the pitch. Like, who has the characteristics of somebody that you would look up to more so than your own father? <laughs> um, That's well, a we, very low bar. Well, we've talked about Jaka in the past with the young guys. And like who, the recent... Jake, Jake's like, who's that photographer that Mikel Arteta hugged at the end of the game? <laughs> Jake, that guy. Talking yeah, about Stewie? Yeah, Stewie would be a good dad. A yeah, I, feel like, I feel like even though we have our mixed opinions about Jaka. We always do talk about the way that the young players play around him and the way that he like. He's actually gonna say around Jaka. Well, no. Also, only because we'd have a problem if I chose any of the other guys because they're only like four years older than me. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've I've never gone from so proud of my son last night to so embarrassed. <laughs> Well, I'm saying, to I'm today, saying things that you've said before about him as well. We don't, we don't like him right. so much as a person or as, well, as a player well, most of the time. Well, uh, let, me, let me just say this. The correct ben. answer is Calum Chamberlain. When he's sarcastic and hard-hitting, where does he get that from? He didn't lick that up off the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. um, Tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to head out so that you guys don't have to keep dealing with me. There's a lot of people <laughs> at the pub. We've been, do, we've been raising money for, uh, for Gunners versus Cancer all day. It's been a great day. I got to actually pick the winner of a raffle in 15 minutes. It's not too late to get in. Go to GoonersVCancer.com, and there's a drawing coming up uh, at the top of the hour. But, uh, but guys, Owen, Jared, thanks for running this. Uh, in my absence, I'm sure it's been much more enjoyable than the normal show that I run. <laughs> and, uh, and, Jake, we'll talk about your, uh, your future as a Feinberg. Um, <laughs> I, may, I may just replace you with Aston. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you, man. See you, Mike. See you, Mike. See you, Mike. I don't know how the answer isn't obviously Thomas Partey. I mean, he was the daddy on the field again. He put every single Spurs player, uh, sent them to their room today. So, (laughs) and and, by the way, I just want to point out, he's tough, but fair. And I love that. I think the only other reasonable answer of who is it the Emirates you'd pick is is Daniel Lack, strictly for financial reasons. Oh, Have yeah. you guys talked about that yet? Like, what was that about? Well, <laughs> we actually we, we actually did sort of lightly brisk over that topic, Aston, but we'll throw it to you. What did you make? Do you think that that was, once again, Daniel Lack on another sort of publicity stunt, or do you think that that is a sort of statement of intent to be sat next to the king, Thierry Henry, at, at arguably our biggest fixture of the season. No, I think the statement of intent was from Henri because word on the street is that Henri actually was um, in the dressing room before the game saying some words, and he chose where he could sit anywhere in the stadium. He sits right next to Daniel Ek. I think that that, if, if anything, that sends a beautiful message of Kroenke out because, guys, like I say, every single podcast, as much as I enjoy this, much as I enjoyed this game, as much as I enjoy these new players, the only transfer that matters is Kroenke out. I think the only problem with that is if Kroenke had the game on and it showed Henri, he probably didn't know who it was. No, no. <laughs> uh, Jake, as somebody who plays football, like something we lightly covered there was was the, the potential fatigue felt from a performance like that there. When we look at Arsenal, that performance is exactly what people demand from, from an Arsenal side. But as somebody who plays football, do you think that, do you think that that level of output is sustainable? Do you think that those physical demands are something that Mikel Arteta can expect from his team week after week? Um, I honestly do because I feel like these guys, they train for this stuff. They're, this is what they do. I feel like they should be they should be fit for this every week. But I, I love seeing all these guys out there. And I, getting the cramps, like Asin said, I don't think it's a problem at all because that's why you have players that can replace them suitable players like Pepe and like Tavares on the bench. I, I don't think it's a problem at all. And I love seeing the intensity that they're putting every week because this is what they always do. And this is why they should be in the the first 11 every week. Yeah. yeah. And especially this year too, without European football, you know, it's even less to worry about. We've got plenty of time to rest in between games. So they should have plenty of recovery before next weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, was, that was the point I was just going to throw across, but um, lads, I think we're going to wrap up there. And, um, 
thanks to everybody that's jumped on so far. I think it's been a very well balanced show. Some good points, some some not so good points that people disagreed with in the chat, but they were all put across in a very respectful manner, which we always appreciate. Um, again, my visuals have been absolutely all over the place. Um, unsure why I'll try to get that fixed because social cues are something that you take for granted until you they're missing. Um, but again, thanks to everybody joining us in the chat. Jared, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you, buddy? And and again, thanks for, for jumping on to co-host with me in the absence of, of the monumental character that is Magic Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, always a pleasure. You can find me uh, on Twitter at JC underscore NYE and on here with Mike, Owen, Andy, Hernandez, the rest of the boys. And it, it's been a pleasure. Jake, Aston, always awesome when you guys are on. Uh, love having you guys and hope to see you back on the future open mics, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two regulars on here and hopefully that's my intent over time is to to shuttle the old guy out, Mike. You know, he's getting it cognitively. I'm not sure he's all there at the minute. See, so Aston, that's the real transfer that matters. Magic yeah. out, Jake in. Yeah, that's it. Get that trend and people magic out. Uh, yeah, wear a shirt. Yeah, speaking of, of, of getting that trend, Jake, where can people find you on Twitter? So um, I've got my uh, the Twitter feed on the uh, on the screen right there. It's Arsenal J off on Twitter, and uh, I don't I don't tweet that much, but I'm sure if I can uh, get involved with this more, I'll, I'll start on that. That's uh, your your low key low key AF. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Austin, thanks for hanging about, buddy. You were you were a first man on, and you're going to be the last person off. So. That's that's dedication right there. Where can people get you, buddy? Yeah, you, you guys can find me at Gunnar Aston. I said that a little earlier. The last word I do want to say to everybody out there is, guys, Gooners, everybody get together. It's been a rough couple of years. It's been rough, and there's been divisive, and whether you're this player in, this player out, this manager in, this manager out, we've all been at each other's throats. But today, it's a good reminder that form is always temporary. But class is permanent, and we are a class above Spurs, and that will never change. Oh, that's so good. Well said. I can never come up with anything that nice to say before we leave. <laughs> um, so, but the point that I will leave it on is this. Uh, again, thanks to everybody jumping on, news boys especially, everybody in the live chat, anybody listening back through your comments down below. And uh, we run these shows after every game. Um, so keep an eye on our Twitter page for a chance to come on and put your opinion across and your thoughts. Um, I think there's going to be a podcast tomorrow night. Once again, keep an eye on our Twitter page for updates on that. Um, following Aston's brilliant monologue there, uh, the, the thing that I leave you with is, what do we think of Tottenham? Shit. Shit. Absolute shit. <laughs>